Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Aren't you always so scared? Playing gigs for 50 quid. You don't need someone telling you what to do. 
do You just want to keep up the forever boom Right, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. It's the podcast where I speak to bands about how they've been able to prioritize what they do, how they've been able to work jobs that allow them to do it, and how they've made it work for them. On today's episode, Graham from Hi-Viz, whose excellent new album, Blending, is out now. Hi-Viz are playing a lot of shows at the moment, and they've got a UK tour next February, and you can buy tickets to that wherever you get tickets. Google, I suppose. This episode is supported by 2000 Trees Festival, who have just announced a heap of incredible bands for next year. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes will be headlining on Saturday. 100 Reasons, who are back. And so I watch you from afar. Joyce Manor, Crows, No Devotion, The Chisel, Chubby and the Gang, and so many brilliant bands. Tickets at the moment are the cheapest they'll be. And with the voucher code 101POD, you get a straight 20 quid off that ticket, all from 2000treesfestival.co.uk, where you can buy four-day tickets. Wednesday, the first night, will be in a forest with Bob Villain and Holding Absence. I've had some brilliant times with 2000 Trees, and I can't wait to go. 2000treesfestival.co.uk, 101 pod, for 20 quid off. All right, here's Graham Pivis, 101 Getting into hardcore at Liverpool, was there like were those bands touring? What was the what was the vibe? Were, were people playing shows on the weekend and and making it? Yeah, Liverpool had such a sick scene. When I'd grown like I got into about I was about fifteen. I used to basically hang around this little cafe in town and um and met all these kids who were like straight edge hardcore kids or whatever and like the old school lot. And I just you know just really looked up to them. And was like this is sick. So this fella Foxy used to do. Uh, used to do gigs called Thrash Gigs, which was just like his little brand name, whatever. And he just put on these like mad mixed bills, and it was like it was sick. So all touring bands had come through Liverpool at that time. A lot of bands popping up as well. I I love just fucking fa- like when a band was touring and being like, right, come on, and we're gonna go to every show. And I, you know, I was in school and stuff as well at the time. So I remember like you just get fucking coaches everywhere and that because you had no yeah. money, you had nothing. Like you were just, you know, what I mean, jumping on a coach. And then I remember like. Going into school and he was like, "What fucking do?" I was like, "Where were you last night?" And I was like, oh, "I was fucking in Leeds watching American Nightmare or whatever." And then you'd like not been to Kip and you'd just like, "Yeah." Quality. What was that like being part of that? Because I'm sure there are a lot of people your age doing a similar sort of thing, getting National Express and mega buses around to go see bands a few hours away, and you start seeing the same people over and over. How do you think that changed, you know, your social life and and how you saw yourself? Yeah, it was fucking cool. I mean, it's like shapes totally who I am you know what I mean it's, I wouldn't have moved to London if it weren't for that My, you, you feel the vision so small in it when you're young I didn't think I could do anything I didn't you know what I mean I was like well I don't know I might be a plasterer because my uncle's a plasterer and he seems to enjoy it you know what I mean like that's yeah. what that was my sort of vision and then I, I ended up doing art because of like you know what I mean did you, what were people around you telling you what were your family saying and I guess you don't really talk to your friends that much about what your asp- aspirations are going to be, do you? Oh, I just, well, this is the thing. All my, like, actual friends weren't in my school. You know, I didn't have any, like, I didn't have many friends in school, really. Like, I was, I was, you know, I wasn't, like, lone, necessarily lonely or whatever, but I was, like, everyone I knew was older or from outside. So, and from, like, the subcultures that I was involved in. So, like, I used to ride BMX. I still do a bit. Like, you know, like, just other, like, other bits for music and stuff like that. So, everyone, everyone was from there. And, like, you know, everyone was just, like, proud to be, from where they're from and like they're you know quite happy in that yeah. and I, you know yeah. i loved it 
it's funny how it transcends age, doesn't it? Because it's like with skateboarding, you know, you can make friends with someone who's 10 years older than you, 10 years younger than you. You know, you've got that, you're at that level plane. You can talk about, you've got the same interests. I had a lot of good role models in in hardcore and punk. You know, I had a lot of bad ones as well. But a lot of the time, like, I was really lucky to have met these people and being like, fuck, this is sick. They're doing bands, they're doing this. Like, this is, you know, mm. it, it obviously shaped, shaped me. And just, I came down to London because I met a girl who had, a, had put justice on in her basement. She had, she had like a house show. She was like a posh girl. Like me. <laughs> um, it was like... It was a funny one. I ended up going out with her and just traveling down to London loads. And it was like, oh, fuck, yeah. I'll... And then she went to Goldsmiths doing fine art. And I was starting an art foundation. I was like, right, I'm going to I'm gonna move to London, go to Goldsmiths. And then I did. And was Dirty Money going at that point? No, no, no. Dirty Money started in first year in Goldsmiths. Right. And and so when, when you moved to Goldsmith, was it obviously, you know, you're a student and there's partying and there's socializing. And was there also an element of yeah, I'm going to be an artist. Like, that's who I am. Did you identify that? Ah, like, cause I, I like, I, I didn't, going to Goldsmiths was like a mad thing to go there and then just realize that I, I'm not privately educated. I'm not, I don't have a flat board for me. I don't, all this shit. I was like, I'm grafting, like I'm doing 11 hour shifts here, like doing silver service shit jobs. You know what I mean? Just to like, to live and make it, I got, you know, it wasn't like, I got support and grants and all that from, to, to go to uni you know what I mean? I, I, it wasn't like, cool, you're at uni. It was like, well, now I had to graft a lot. Also, I just felt fucking thick. I went to, I just realised like on the art course, I was just like, I'm, I'm fucking thick here. Because I just didn't give a fucking school. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I, school was a thing you did. And then, yeah. you know, it wasn't like, so, so I kind of struggled with that. And then you, but you ended up, you, you meet your tribe or whatever there. And it was, and, and to be fair, gold, a lot of like people's ideas of what Goldsmiths is or whatever. And the art, the art course is just, it's like it's it's fucking sick. It's it's hard work, and it's like it's just full of it's full of fucking weirdos. It's so diverse and in like a nice way in a nice yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't mean weirdos in a kind of like derogatory way. I mean, like, yeah. every, you know, from a lot of different backgrounds, and maybe it's just my own insecurity or whatever. You know, like, well, you know what that that confidence is such a big part. You know, because that's that's your fuel in a lot of ways, and that's what's taught. I think that confidence in your work and all that stuff, and it's quickly fucking beaten out of you when you go and you're just like you think you're making like whatever art you're making or whatever. You go there and you have to present in front for f- fucking half an hour in front of everyone who's trying to outdo each other, and like being fucking heartbreakingly like critical. You know, it's and you're just like fuck, this yeah. is hard. So. And then you end, you know, you end up learning how to talk, and then that's that's it. You end up learning to back back your corner, and you know. Did you have that in you anyway that you could back your corner and? Did a fuck, like <laughs> I felt like couldn't write essays or do any. You know what I mean? I ended, up, I was lucky because I ended up meeting some like meeting people who just fucking helped me through it. Like my mate Hoagie, he fucking like without him, pretty much writing my dissertation and everything. You know what I mean? And the other thing as well, when I was a goldsmith, so like in the so obviously we started dating money and stuff like that, and then. In my second year, um, my mate back home got killed and it just like knocked me for six, really. Um, so I ended up took a year out and then moved, uh, like kind of went back up to me. My mum and dad had moved to North Wales by then and I just went back up there for a little bit. Did you move back because of what happened to your friend? Yeah, well, it was just, he, yeah, he got, he got murdered. So it was like a bit of a brutal kind of thing. It just was like, you know, it was, it was a mad time. It's hard to like think about now, really. I am, um, you know, I just remember like when it happens, he was riding home from work and he's like three lads just 
smashed well chased him smashed him over the head with a piece of wood to steal his bike do you know what I mean it's like um, that's awful and he was yeah it was fucking horrible like, but he it was one of those things that like really like it, it, it's a, it was just a big moment in, in everything you know obviously like but um, yeah I just sort of lost track of shit and then was doing dirty money and I was already angry do you know what I mean and then got angrier <laughs> at least I had a place to put it do you know what I mean I had, mm-hmm. had a and yeah, without hardcore, I would have been fucked, to be honest. You can think about playing in a band all day long, right? You think about lyrics, you think about tours, you're thinking about how you're going to get to that next place that you need to get to tomorrow. Are you the kind of person where you're always plotting, you're always scheming, thinking about thinking about what's next? I'm not, like, I'm really not. I, I think, I, I'm like, I've never had expectations or plans for bands in it. I've never, like, what, I, I don't... I had a meeting yesterday with a... Uh, geezer an american geezer who's like well where, what do you want to do with this what do you want to and i was like i i fucking i don't know like i, I, I like i just want to play shows and do it like we, i'd be doing it to no one do you know what i mean and i've always always been that way do you know what i mean but it's like we have yeah i'm never really trying to get anywhere necessarily the stuff you know i'd love to do like i like i like playing to like new people i like playing i like it when it's not doesn't feel so you know echo chamberish like hardcore and punk are the fucking best for you know, giving you a purpose and find and finding a place to put how you're feeling or whatever. But um, it can become quite. It's not to sound um like I don't really treasure it, but you know what I mean. You can just like you know, we know everyone. There's not there's nothing new necessarily. There's no new experience in that. And I think it's also like trying to hold on to this thing of being like, no, it's our thing with turnstile and stuff like that. Seeing it now, I think it's fucking so cool. It's you know, amazing. like still got that like hardcore energy and the same thing and it's like but they're also just like a really unit like unifying band and you yeah. see it for like young kids you know what i mean if you're you don't you don't ever want to be the fucking old guy who's like no i was like better when we were doing it like it yeah you know what i mean you don't want everything to sound the same and and i and i i think we're talking about all this stuff and you know it's it's, it's dangerous because you don't want to define it too much and i realize that you know the, the the special thing about these stories and the sounds of these records and those gigs that happened that you've got oh that you know remember when that happened those are all things you didn't expect to happen and you were just you're like yeah and you're like thankful that you're there i wonder if sort of trying to define things is a bit of a dangerous game because you take the mat you can take the magic out of it that way yeah i think being open to just doing new stuff is like kind of exciting for me and that's what's exciting well why i'm really enjoying doing this band now because it's like just feel like i have people who are like essentially civilians just talk, you know what I mean? Like talking to us in a, in a way. And I'm like, fucking hell. How, like, first of all, how have you ever heard of our band? And second of all, that's sick that you like feel something or connect with it or whatever. I've been in my like punk echo chamber for a long time, you know, in the past being like, maybe just being scared of doing new stuff, you know, like I, I've been like, oh, no, I wouldn't play that. I wouldn't want to play with them. But now I'm just like, fuck it. I'll, I'll do whatever. You know what I mean? As long as I can play with like, or do stuff and I don't know, feel proud of what I'm doing or whatever. Like I don't, you don't want to be like, it's not for you. Do you know what I mean? You must know a lot of people who've been doing music for a long time and they've been able to keep on just doing music, you know, obviously, obviously work on the side and doing everything you need to, but still prioritize playing music. Have those people had an effect on you? Do you reckon? Definitely. man. I feel like it is super inspirational in it to see this, especially the graph that people put in, like all the guys in terror and stuff like that have been doing that. For so long, like, and they do it with the same intensity every night. It's fucking amazing. Like, that's so cool to see. And also, that 
this is the thing I was saying to you earlier in it about prioritizing um, music over work. Like, I've never been in a position to have to. Do you know what I mean? Like, I work in a school now, and I work in a school because it kind of it works for me in the sense of like I get I, t- I teach design, so I'm a technician and I teach design, and also um I get like out of that I get a workshop which I don't pay any rent for, which to have in London's you know what I mean yeah that's ideal that's pretty that's basically unheard of yeah yeah so I do that and then I get obviously get a lot because it's a private school like a the kids aren't a fucking nightmare (laughs) yeah I I also get quite a lot of time off so I can I mean now we're trying you know trying to juggle doing living because living in London's you know a fucking nightmare I've always grafted in it I've always worked I've always like had that there and then we try to juggle it around you know, yeah. school holidays or whatever. So I've worked in a school now for fucking 11 years. How did you get into that? Was that by accident? Was it intentional? Oh, totally by accident. I never, I, you know, I don't have a teaching qualification. I've got nothing. But I um, I, ended up, I was working at Goldsmiths after I finished, kind of helping students with disabilities make work. So I was like a fabricator for them. And then I met this woman who was like, who was a teacher at the school and helped install a show for her for some like PGCE thing. And then she was like, oh, you could work at our school. And I was like, is it? Okay, whatever. And I was on like, I was on some zero hours contract things. So I had to uh, just like clock my hours in all the time. So you never really knew how much money you were going to make every month. Did you enjoy that work? Did you get something back from working with students with disabilities? Yeah, it's a thing that I've always like, I, I think in the future I'd like to do so because my, my brother's got autism and cerebral palsy. So I, like, it's always been like a thing quite close to my heart. I used to volunteer as well at school when I was younger. Um, just doing some stuff like just helping out and yeah i think yeah i'd like to in the future sort of thing with your brother having cerebral palsy and autism you know about it you, you know you understand you know and, and i think that's sort of one of the best things we've got is is our experiences in life use that use that for that's good. So true, isn't it? and you make some amazing benches are there benches or tables like yeah it's, it's just like yeah concrete tables benches like side tables and stuff how did you get into that? Like, was that was that after you know during when when you were working at the school already? Yeah, yeah. So I started doing. I mean, I was making. I've always liked concrete as a material, um, for whatever reason. And uh, I started making, yeah, making bits of furniture. I made stuff for my own house, and then people were just like, "That's good. That you should try and sell that." And I was just like, you know, who the fuck's gonna want to buy that? And then I started just putting stuff on Instagram, and then it just slowly like grew. I think really, and then people, you know, people would say, "Ah, oh, I'd like." Uh, you know, I like this thing you made. Can you make us one? Great. And that's, that's exactly how I work now. So I just, I don't, I never take any money off anyone. I'm like, if you want something, I'll make you something. If you like it, you can buy it. And uh, the thing is, it's uh, if, without that, I wouldn't be able to live in London if, if I wasn't doing that on the side, you know? My salary doesn't pay, you know, like, taught numbers. I take home 1,800 quid a month, and my, and my rent is 11.50, 200 quid lecky a month, Council tax, water, uh, car insurance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's it's not enough to live. So I, I, I make furniture on the side basically, and just right. do that. And it's it, it kind of works. Keeps me busy. I like making it. Do you know what I mean? There's times when I, you know, times when it it gets a bit on top, and then yeah, it goes a bit west. But no, I, I'm kind of like it. It it's it's just working at the moment. So I've got a waiting list, so it's like great. I mean, it's got to a point now where you know it feels all right. You know, my plan in the future. If you know, like I say, I don't really often have a plan for stuff, but I, I would love to just be able to make furniture and you know, fucking yeah. do a band. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Living easy. Living free. Working the day so I can play my night. Ask for nothing. Leave me be. Living in my chocolate Ending's got great reviews. You're getting great features, you know, written about you. You're also able to talk about some personal things and get deep and lift the lid on, you know, naturally your own emotions where you're going to feel good about that. That must be some kind of like meditation. Having all that go alongside regular life. How are you balancing that? How are you finding it? I think taking Ritalin helps. And <laughs> How long have you been taking Ritalin? Uh, I got diagnosed with ADHD about... A couple of years ago, like, it was one of the things I've always kind of known. And then I was like, oh, do you know what? Maybe if I medicate myself for this. How did you take that? What was it like when they told you? It's what, uh, I think it opened up a lot of conversations with my parents and stuff like that. And one of them ones where, you know, I think my mum my didn't want me to be, She, you know, she wanted me, to, she's already got a disabled son, essentially, and didn't want me to be held back in life and stuff. But obviously, like, I've always had these tendencies. My dad just was like, you've got, what did he say? I was like... Well, did you ever think I had ADHD? And he was like, he was like, Graham, you've got more get up and go than most people and a volatile nature. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. But yeah, no, I think like, I mean, yeah, I'm joking about that, but like, I, I've just, I've got a lot of energy in it. Like, and I've always just, yeah, bounced between things. So I just try, it's a lot of juggling really, but it's, it, it is sick. And I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm so thankful for fucking everyone who like, you know, giving us the chance to do it and listening and caring and whatever. Sick. So it kind of suits your personality to to do lots of things, be around lots of people. Yeah, I can't do just what like you know. What I mean, I, my attention span's so shit. I'm like, I can do something in a bit and then go fuck off and do something else. So I just kind of just go around and then do everything to a bit. You know, hopefully get better each time. <laughs> what are you looking forward to most that you've got planned? I'm looking. We're going over to Belgium, which is the first time I've been over to Belgium to play a show since Dirty Money because I've, I've still got loads of friends over there as well. You know, like the. A, you make a lot of connections when you're in bands, innit? With people, and then you might not see them for 10 years. And when you do, you're like, fucking hell, nothing's changed, has it? So I'm excited about all of it. I'm, and we've got a little tour um, <clears throat> in February next year, which cool. is going to be, yeah, be the whole of us as well doing it. Because last little Rob couldn't come on the last tour, so it'd be, I'm excited. What Part-time jobs, 101, part-time jobs, 101, part-time jobs, 101, part-time jobs, part-time jobs. I've only ever been sacked from one job once, and that was away, it was in my first year in Goldsmiths, and I just then, I was working this silver service thing, just like events, you know, just handing out plates to people. I ended up, you go past, and it was like some 
awful sniffed up fucking prick of a chef was like just proper shouting at me. And every time I was just looking at him and I, I just remember walking through and I was like, lad, if you talk to me again like that, I'm going to knock you out here. And then he'd shut the fuck up and then I got dragged aside and he was like, yeah, you've got to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a good one. Hey, you got to stand up for yourself. He was, a, he was fucking awful. The whole thing was awful. <laughs> mate, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, mate. Nice one. All right. So there was Graham from High Viz. Their album Blending is out now. It's brilliant. Go see him live. See you next week for another episode of 101 Part-Time Jobs. Go well. Cheers! I've been working all day for me mate on the side Running around like a blue-arse fly I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me mate Every bleeding minute I've been on the go Up and down the ladder like a fiddler's elbow I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me mate This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.